Hey guys, it's Megan here. Um, I hope that my voice isn't too crazy right now. I'm just coming into a cold. So yay for that. Um, over the next couple of weeks, I was supposed to record episodes, but I am feeling just really poopy. So we are going to replay some of my all-time favorites until I'm able to get back on my feet and until we are done with the move. Oh my God, you guys, this is happening right now. So over the next couple of weeks, enjoy some of my favorite Stop Sucking at Business episodes. I'll talk to you again soon. time to grow your business, stop spinning your wheels, and build the life you deserve. And I'm here to help. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking at Business. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Megan Brain. I'm an award-winning entrepreneur. I am here to help you stop sucking at business. So thank you so much for joining me. Today, I want to talk about a little bit of guinea pig action, a little bit of an experiment and I know some of you that listened to this were in that experiment, so thank you so much in advance for joining me on that. But for those who have no idea what I'm talking about, I should probably just get to the point, shouldn't I? I had a theory about Instagram. Now, my personal slash blog slash, like, the, the less intense... Instagram account for myself, which is Megan plus coffee has it's cruising at about right under 13,000 followers. It's about like 12.6 thousand right now. And so it's been doing well, right? I've been getting some engagement, but I was just kind of all over the place with it. I still am. I'm really bad with that account when it comes to engagement or community or, you know, posting regularly. And that account really suffers. So it's sort of surprising that I still have that many followers. And if you do follow me, thank you so much. Uh, I apologize for how sporadic and bizarre I get to be sometimes. So back to this theory I had about Instagram. I knew that, you know, there's all of these quote-unquote Instagram models and people hawking stuff on Instagram, which is especially interesting to me because you can't really run, like, any kind of e-commerce directly from it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no links in individual posts. There's only on their profile. And, you know, that is what it is. I don't understand that. I wonder if Facebook which bought Instagram will ever change that, or maybe that's just sort of a quirk that they're going to keep. Whatever. It is what it is, right? They want to keep you on the app rather than send you elsewhere. I get it. But I saw all these people, you know, either making a killing or even just making some side cash on Instagram, and I kind of wondered what they were doing. P.S., do you hear the dog in the background? Welcome to Brooklyn Life. The windows are open, it's summer, dogs are barking, motorcycles will come crashing down our street any second now, I'm sure of it. But anyways, and I saw these people making their side money, their full-time income, whatever, on this, and I wondered, what 
were they doing that was so amazing? How hard were they working to make this happen? How much were they posting? What were they posting? How were they integrating hashtags? Were they integrating hashtags? What kind of engagement did they have? What kind of community did they have? And, you know, I really just kind of wanted to figure that out. I wanted to see, could I start an Instagram from scratch, zero followers, and really build it up over a month? Could I hit a thousand followers in 30 days? And so that was my Instagram experiment. And as I said, some of you who are on my mailing list, about 40 of you joined me on this. And that was super awesome to see all of the feedback that you guys were doing with this. But in this episode, I want to break down all of the different things I learned during this Instagram experiment so that you guys can do it too. So again, this was for a completely fresh account. It had no followers. It had no activity whatsoever. And it was actually an account for this podcast. So if you look up Instagram, if you look up stop sucking at business, all one word, you'll find my account and you'll see that right now it's cruising at about 1200 followers. And those all happened from June 1st to June 30th. And I haven't actually updated it. i planning to do that today and I decided to record the podcast instead. So I will be getting back to updating that shortly, but are you ready? Okay. Here are my tips for Instagram domination. Number one, do everything ahead of time. I, if you were in the challenge and I wonder how many of you actually did this, but in the challenge, I said it is best to do everything in advance a month in advance. So I posted three times a day for 30 days, which means 90 posts. What did I do? I did them all on June 1st. I made them all. And I didn't really add a lot of my stuff like podcast episodes or things like that. I peppered those in occasionally, but most of my posts were like inspirational quotes or business things you know, hashtag hustle, that kind of stuff. And I did that all in batches. Now, the reason I did that is because I wanted to make sure that I had zero excuses for posting, not like, oh, I don't, I don't feel like thinking of something and I don't feel like looking up a quote and I don't feel like making all this. No, I just batched it all. I did I didn't do it in one fell swoop. I did it in a couple fell swoops because there are, I mean, let's be real. There were a couple of days that I felt lazy and I didn't do it. And I had to make up for that as I went along. But I would recommend if you want to really dominate Instagram and really make it something that is valuable to your business rather than just like cat pictures, do some batching. Even don't have, you don't have to do a month ahead of time. I know that a lot of the people in the challenge were like, I, no, I'm not doing that. And fair enough. But even if you do it weekly, do it once a week, do it, you know, if you post one time a day, then just do create seven images and just store them on your phone or we'll get into that in a second, but do them ahead of time. Just save yourself the mental anguish of having to think of something new all the time. Now, 
a lot of people wonder how many posts should be their product or their service or their thing, and how many should be not. Should be somebody else's, should be inspirational quotes, should be whatever. Now, I don't have a specific metric for this. I just kind of went, well, like I said, for this experiment, I just mostly focused on offering value. So I didn't even pimp any of my stuff. I had like a few podcast episodes in there, but I mostly just focused on building the community. And I would recommend that you focus on a ratio, I would say, of three posts of value, one post of selling. And the reason I say that is because think about any time you've been on a mailing list or you've been on a Instagram account, Pinterest account, whatever, anything that is run by a business that has social media presence. How many times have you actually been enthused by all the amount of selling that these people do. So a mailing list that only tells you when there's a sale happening or an Instagram account that's just their product over and over and over and over again. You probably don't follow them very long. At least I don't. I, I'm like, I can't. Your product's amazing, but I need a break. I need a break from you. So that's why I say treat a social media account where you're reaching out. So if it's Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Periscope, whatever, treat it as a way to build community rather than selling. The selling is sort of like underground. It's sort of like they want to buy from you because they like you, because you offer so much stuff to them, because they they trust you and they know you. You remember if you've seen my blog, if you listened to me before, I am all about no like trust. That's a funnel that just creates people that follow you for life. They first, they know you. And then when they start to know you, they start to like you or they don't and they leave and that's fine. When they start to like you, then they trust you. And when they trust you, that's when the buying happens. That's when the selling happens. And look, corporations do that all the time. Think about Amazon. You trust the reviews. You trust that you can make a purchase there and you're going to be you're going to get your purchase. And if you don't, or if something goes wrong, Amazon's got your back. You know what I mean? We can do that in small business too. And how we do that is by adding a face to our brand. So when you're creating posts, I would say create three posts that aren't you. They can be they can be quotes. They can be other people's stuff, which is even better because that creates a community where you're like, look at me promoting something. That's not mine because I love it because it's awesome. You know what I mean? So create three posts, inspirational quotes, other people's stuff, you know, your day of the beach, whatever. And then add in a selling post, a picture of your product, a special you're running, whatever, a behind the scenes, something like that. And that's going to create this funnel where people are like, oh, that's really cool. And I like all of her stuff anyways, because she posts really cool stuff. So, oh my God, I needed that. I'm going to go buy that right now. That's what I recommend. Do a ratio of like three, two to three posts of value, one post of selling. Now, let's go to the profile. The profile, from what I've read, from what I've learned, 
should really involve what's in it for a follower, not you. So what I mean by that is you shouldn't, unless it's your personal account where you're not trying to create business relationships, you're not trying to sell, you're not trying to get followers, you're just kind of doing this for shits and giggles. If you want to establish a follower, a fan base, whatever, tell them what's in it for them. So I'm not saying you should write things like vegan, cat mom, Jesus blogger, whatever. All of these things that people write that are just facts about themselves doesn't help when you're running a business, when you're trying to establish a following. Instead, write what's in it for the follower. So, and I'm going to pull up my account right now on Instagram. So for Stop Sucking at Business, I have inspiration and advice for creative entrepreneurs, then my email, then a hashtag stop sucking at business to be featured, then a call to action after that. So instead of, Hey, I'm Megan, I'm a podcaster and I talk about business. Now I talk, I put in there that if you follow me, you're going to get inspiration and advice. It's especially going to be awesome for you if you're a creative entrepreneur. So think about your profile and think about what it is you're offering people and why they should follow you in the first place. Maybe you want to have a collection of vegan community people. That was a weird way to say it, wasn't it? (laughs) You want a vegan community hanging out with you. And so that's why they would follow you. But I would say word it better than vegan comma cat mom comma wife. You know what I mean? Like, Make it about them and not about you. The second part, my email. I've seen back and forth on this. Should you have your email? Should you not? I think if you're running a business, just make it as easy as possible for people to contact you. That's People are going to have questions. People are going to want to connect with you. If you want like sponsorship opportunities or something, you got to tell them how to contact you because a lot of people aren't going to check the direct messages and I... Like, I never check my direct messages. Let me look right now, actually. Oh, (laughs) I have some. I have direct messages, and I didn't even know that. See what I mean? So just make it easy. Tell them how they can reach you. The hashtag, that's if you want to have a feature account. I, You know, you don't have to do that. The next part, call to action. My call to action is listen to the most recent episode. Again, this is the Instagram account for this podcast. And... Right now, I have the ep- the most recent episode listed. If you don't want to feature something in particular, then you can just put your Etsy shop, your domain. You know, I can just put stopsuckingabusiness.com if I don't want to do the upkeep on it. Now, if I want to have higher engagement, if I want to make it easy for people to buy from me, if I want to show something that's really awesome and just creates a better connection, then I want to have a call to action that is a product, that is a specific blog post, that is a specific podcast episode, that's a specific page. So instead of stopsuckingatbusiness.com, I would link to the website or the page that has the most recent episode. And then I would update that weekly. People that are on Instagram that have product-based businesses are just killing it by doing this. If they feature a shirt and they want, why are they featuring the shirt? They want you to buy the shirt. 
right? So they change the link in their profile to the URL of that shirt. Doesn't that make sense? It's so smart. You do that too. So instead of just etsy.com slash shop slash your shop or meganbrame.com, create a feature, create something that is more interesting than just, uh, I'm on this website and I don't even know what to do. Now you can do a specific category like summer favorites and just link all of your summer favorite products. You can do a specific product. You can do an Instagram favorites page either way. Make sure that you're linking to something specific because if you don't tell someone what to do, they won't do it. Think of like, you ever heard of those people like, what is it where I forget what it's called, but when people will stand in a group over somebody that's like sick or shot or anything like that, and nobody calls 911, you know that where, well, I thought somebody else would, or I, I wasn't, you know, when you're, what you're supposed to do in a situation like that is directly point to someone and say, you call 911. That puts the responsibility into that person. And that person has a direct, has a direction. And that's what you want to do in your selling. Now it's not as severe as you call 911, but you go to this page to buy that item. Do you see what I mean? Have a call to action as your last line and then put the URL as a specific something product blog post podcast page whatever now let's talk hashtags and can i say for a second i have no notes on this i was just gonna wing it because it's summer and i'm lazy and that's just how i roll and i was like i wonder if i can actually get all of this out like make this a long episode and not just like a 10 minute episode. And right now we're cruising at like 17, almost 18 minutes right now. So pretty excited that I actually figured out a lot of stuff to talk about. (laughs) All right. Anyways, let's get to hashtags. Now people, um, Oh wait, let me say one thing about profiles. Another thing that I noticed is really interesting is that people will use keywords in their profiles and long tail keywords. So creative entrepreneurs is one of mine, right? And Instagram at this moment does not really pay attention to keywords in your profile. They will sometimes, I think, in your name or your title. So stop sucking at business podcast or something like that. They would, they would notice podcast, but they won't notice creative entrepreneurs in my description. However, it wouldn't hurt to make sure that you have keywords in there. Maybe Google will pick it up. Maybe Instagram someday will change over and you're going to be one of the first ones that's listed because you did it first. Do you see what I mean? So think about some keywords that you might be interested in or hashtags or whatever. Now let's get to hashtags. I would recommend keeping mm, a list of... Instagram says 30, but if you use an emoji in a separate post to kind of hide the hashtags that counts for some reason. So keep it at about 29, 30 uh, hashtags. Now, when it comes to picking hashtags, I found that the sweet spot is if 
a hashtag has under a million posts. The reason I say that is because if it has over a million, it means it's really popular. Yeah, true. But it means that it's really popular. There's a downside to that where your post will get lost very quickly. You know, if you ever have searched for a hashtag, like hashtag Instagood, okay? If you go there, just put it on Instagram, hashtag Instagood, see the posts, and then refresh. I guarantee that the posts that you saw are already pushed down. They're already lost in the mix. So I don't recommend going over a million posts for a hashtag. Now, on the flip side of that, I don't recommend anything under like 50,000 posts because then, I mean, that's a niche, but mm, I wouldn't use that as, you know, a main thing. You want to have a mix. You want to have niche and you want to, you know, you want to get some asses in the seats, right? So the sweet spot under a million. Now, the way that I do it, is I keep, I write all of my, you know, I research my hashtags and then I keep them all in the notes app on my phone. And I guess you could do this with Evernote too, which now that I'm saying that, I'm like, why haven't I done that? That would be so smart. Anyways, I keep all of them in notes. And so when I write a post, I write the post, I hit publish, and then in a separate post, I add my hashtags. It's up to you if you want to do it. I think it looks cleaner to have the hashtags in a separate post rather than the, in the info. You know what I mean? Just to me, it seems cleaner, but you can do what you want. It's up to you. Now, when it comes to the post, I recommend once again, that your post has a call to action and it doesn't have to be something bananas. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You can just say, double tap if you like this post. Let me know. Leave a comment. Let me know what your favorite blah, blah, blah is. Keep it simple. But once again, create a call to action so that you start creating community. Scheduling. I used Hootsuite during my Instagram challenge to schedule my posts. And Hootsuite does not schedule your posts. It doesn't do it automatically. It sends you a reminder telling you when to post, which is, that's, you know, you've got to do what you got to do. Since that challenge, though, I have found this app. And I think I want to marry it. It's called Grum. It's, I think it's grum.co, G-R-U-M.co. And what they do, it's the first asterisk. I don't know if it's the first. It's the first that I've seen. Desktop app that automatically posts to Instagram for you. I love it. I want its babies. It's amazing. I've been testing it. I have uh, I have the agency subscription, which is for if you have more than one account. And I have like, I'm rocking like six accounts right now, guys, between mine and Steve, my husband's, all of that. Yeah, I have six accounts that I have to keep. And so it just, I can bulk upload things. I can bulk schedule things. I don't have to touch it, which is amazing, especially because, as you know, we are house hunting and I got other things on my mind besides Instagram. So I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I recommend it if you really want to automate Instagram. So if you want, try Grum. If not, 
Hootsuite. Um, you can even set reminders on your phone. Whatever. Just make sure that you're posting multiple times a week. You don't have to post three times a week. That was just something I did because I'm insane. I wanted to do the maximum that I could to get the most visibility that I could. And make sure you do it. Because I think that what I've noticed is the biggest drop in my followers, in my engagement, is when I stop posting. And I know that sounds kind of ridiculous once I say that, like, duh, if you don't have anything, nobody's going to pay attention to you. But even on my old posts, like, I get more engagement on my old posts when I get more posts out there, when, I, when I'm regularly updating, when I'm making sure that things are posting, and when I'm posting regularly. That's what I've really noticed. I've noticed that on my Megan Plus Coffee and on the Stop Sucking Your Business. Now, when it comes to community, I, one of the reasons that we do hashtags is to get attention, right? Well, I guess that's the only reason we really do it, to make sure that people are actually paying attention to us. Now, when you're doing that, I definitely recommend that you reciprocate. I recommend that you follow hashtags that you're posting and you like other pictures, you comment on other pictures, things like that. Now, if you want to automate it, there are apps that can do that. I think follow Liker and Instagress. And let me give you the disclosure that Instagram is not okay with you automating your community. They may ban your account if they find out you do it. So I wouldn't recommend that you make it the only thing that you do. I would not recommend you rely on it heavily. However, if you use it in a way that it's supplemental to your community outreach, I think it's beneficial. But once again, go in with your eyes open. Instagram's not happy for, about people doing it. And you shouldn't rely on it heavily. That said, you should be regularly building your community. I don't know how you want to do it. If you want to do it manually, if you're like on the bus and you need something to do, so you're just going to like a bunch of posts with hashtag entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Like, Just make sure that you block out some time to consistently build a community and do outreach because once people see you, and see you commenting on their posts, they're going to be like, who's this person? Who's stopped sucking a business? That name is awesome. I should follow them. Oh my God, I love all her posts. Do you see what I mean? The last thing I want to talk about is curation and cleanup. And I feel like a lot of people miss this part, myself included. It's a, it's a whole thing to go through your posts and clean up ones that aren't being noticed, that people aren't really paying attention to. But you should. I think that you should always make sure that you're presenting the best self you can for these people that come to your account that are totally new. They don't know you. They don't know anything about your business. And if you have a post, like if they just randomly hit one of your posts and it has six likes, then it looks, it just looks like you're not having a community, you're not being engaged, you're not engaging. So I recommend you do a little bit of cleanup. I do, I do the cleanup once a month and I don't do anything bananas. I just kind of go through some posts. If they have low engagement, then I just delete them or I'll 
save the images and repost them later. Maybe it was a bad time of day. Maybe it was wrong hashtags, things like that. So that's what I recommend you do. So let's just recap. Do things in bulk. Tell people what's in it for them in your profile. Have a call to action in your profile. Have a specific something as your link, not just your general website. Schedule your posts. Use Hootsuite, use Grum, use your phone, reminders, whatever you got to do. Engage in a community and make sure you clean up your site, your, your page. Now, the reason I'm telling you all of this, one, because I'm really excited that it actually worked <laughs> and that I got 1,200 followers on a fresh account in 30 days without like any kind of black hat stuff. But I've taken all of this knowledge and all of these goodies and all of these like tips and tricks and everything that I learned along the way. And I turned it into a class. The people that did the Instagram challenge with me have gone through it and they were awesome with their questions and their things that I tried to help them with. But this course has so much more information than just this podcast. And so can I tell you the best part? Because I'm really excited about it. I was thinking I needed a name for the Instagram challenge besides just 30 day Instagram challenge. And so I thought, what is a way, what's like a fun play on words with Graham? And I thought of it. Are you ready? Here's what the class is called. It's called Graham Crackers. I know I'm such a dork, but I love that name. I think it's so fun. And you can find out more about the class if you go to meganbrame.com slash gramcrackers, all one word. And it's gram, G-R-A-M, not gram like the actual gram crackers. But isn't that fun? I kind of love that name. I'm kind of obsessed with it. You can also head there and I will have the links and the resources in the class of all of the things I've used and best practices. And I think you should join it because first off, the name's amazing, right? So... You should join graham crackers. You should be a graham cracker. Just saying. Anyways, I hope these tips have been super helpful for your Instagram. Make your own 30-day Instagram challenge with these tips. Just make sure you do it. Just make sure. If you want to use Instagram, the number one thing you need is consistency. That's it. And that's the toughest thing of all, I think, is just making sure you do it day after day after day after day. Weekends and during bar mitzvahs and weddings and traveling. If you do it right, it's not a hassle. And that's what I'm teaching in Graham Crackers, but that's what I also hope that you've learned in this episode. Could you do me a favor? If you're not going to be a Graham Cracker, could you do me a favor and just leave a review on iTunes about this episode? And let me know what you think. Let me know if any of these were really helpful or you're like, I don't even know what she's talking about. Either way, I read the reviews, and they're so amazing, and you guys are amazing, and they make me feel happy, and they also help the podcast. But I will talk to you next week. I hope you have an amazing week. Go post on Instagram. I'll talk to you soon.